This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Episode 2474 of the number one podcast and Apple Podcast, Lord this is No Boys Talk, Social Base Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Altman, the Big Game Mind, and welcome. You know, I am hired by people for no BS career advice. That could be with a job search, hiring more effectively, management leadership, career transitions, resolving workplace issues, because folks need an advisor, someone who they learn to trust, who's there working for them. And this show is about job search. And I started this a long time ago, but I do much more than just simply that. So I'll just say, if you're interested in speaking with me, visit my website, thebiggamehunter.us. You can schedule time for a free discovery call or a coaching session. There's a lot more there. You know, a lot more there. And, you know, I'd love to work with you and help you. Today's show is one where I interview Karen Litzinger, about her book and the notion of the emotional roller coaster that goes through a job search. Hope you find this helpful. Hope you give it a great review wherever you listen to or watch the show. Share it. Leave a comment. Do something. And, well, I'll just simply say enjoy the weekend. And if you're in one of those hazard places with hurricanes, be safe, be great. So my guest today is Karen Litzinger. Karen is a career counselor, professional speaker, and obsessive fan of daily inspiration books, and has coached thousands of clients, including 20 years in her own business, Litzinger Career Consulting out of Pittsburgh. She's a licensed professional counselor, certified career counselor, and lives with her dog, Georgie the Wonder Dog. Karen, <laughs> by the way, is the author of Help Wanted, an A to Z guide to cope with the ups and downs of job search. <laughs> Karen, welcome. Thanks for making time today. Oh, happy to be here. Thanks, Jeff. You're very welcome. So folks, we decided to do a show about something I don't cover very often. Most of my shows deal with hard skills. At the same time, there's another dimension to job search that I tend not to address that often. And Karen, I thought it would be ideal for this. And it's the emotional side of a job search and how we handle our emotions and deal with the emotional roller coaster of the job search. So Karen, how did you develop this expertise? Like, how did you get interested in this? How did you dig into it? <laughs> well, um, it actually came, the spark initially came from a client who was long time, very talented, struggling with a job search. And he emailed me in response to my newsletter saying, do you have any words of hope or an encouragement? Yeah, of course, I try to do that all along. But for some reason, I was just trying to find something. I looked online. I couldn't find anything but a few quotes maybe on hope and as i realized then gosh some yeah it's there's a missing piece here and and then actually what happened is a couple of years later i was at a retreat and this 
this whole book came to me A to Z of emotions and issues. Um, and I just, again, realized this, all the books about, about resumes and networking, there's not much out there to really focus on encouraging people through these ups and downs. And that's, that's really where the roots of it came from. Gotcha. So we're going to start off with the letter B today. <laughs> we're skipping over A, we're going to go to, <laughs> to B. And I thought this was delightful when I read the book. What we believe about ourselves in the job search can affect outcomes. Our thoughts and beliefs affect our feelings, which affect our behavior. I know you wrote it, but true or not true? Uh -huh. I mean, it's kind of the roots. That almost summarizes the book, even though obviously there's a lot of different kinds of support, but it's really rooted in what I would consider cognitive psychology, that our thoughts and beliefs affect our emotions and feelings, and that affects our behaviors and, and therefore success, job search success. So if we are, you know, telling ourselves, I'm never going to get a job or I'm too old or whatever, you know, we're, our emotions are going to fill down and we're just going to, clients are going to want to just pull the covers over their head. And so there's no action, there's no behavior. So that's uh, really one of the roots of what I think is a strategy that can help people in the search. I know Zig Ziglar, who's one of the great motivational speakers of many moons ago, <laughs> uh, he used to talk about, you know, I think you've got a case of stinking thinking because uh, you know, he was a real homespun kind of guy and a lot of fun to listen to. But folks, you have a case of stinking thinking sometimes and it doesn't really serve you. Yeah, it's a negative Gremlins, Gremlins, there's some book written about Gremlins. And I still remember in graduate school, there was a book called Talking to Yourself and the whole negative self-talk. I mean, that just stuck with me. And I really think it's it affects what we do and how we feel. So true. So if someone is presented with the stinking thinking, the, the beliefs that weigh them down, that thus interfere with them performing at their best, do you have suggestions for how people can deal with that? Yeah, actually, that's interesting. Um, we haven't connected on this, but I actually do that uh, often with well, different times with my clients. And I have them write down. I ask them what they're thinking. What are their fears and obstacles? And I have them write it down. And I ask, ask them, well, how does that make them feel? What do they think the results of what they would do? And then I encourage them of reframing it. There's actually a psychologist, Albert Ellis, who was the the roots of this, and he kind of was into disputing it like an attorney. Never get a job, never, you're too old, you think. Yeah, just sort of looking at that and then reframing it in a realistic way, not a Pollyanna, like I'll trust I'll get a job at the right time. And and some people can do that. There's, you know, a way of thinking, but it's, it's maybe something like, uh, you know, I won't know unless I try. I'm I'm concerned about it, but I have other skills that I can leverage. And, and so it's trying to think of something else to say to yourself that's still believable, but makes you feel a little better. And so I walk them through that and then they see they feel better, their emotions and their behaviors. Yeah, I'd be willing to make that call. I'd be willing to send that email. And so I tell them to like write it on a little post-it, put it on their mirror, put it on their phone. I th always think of the lies we tell ourselves. And um, the, the classic one that so many people I run into uh, harbor is 
ageism, which exists. Mm-hmm. And of course, people cop to it pretty quickly without looking in the mirror at their own participation and what the issues are that cause them to be rejected. So the, the belief that, well, I'm never going to find a job. I'm old that a 28 or 38 or 48 year old manager is going to look at me and go, he's too old. She's too old. They'll never hire me. Well, maybe it's true, <laughs> but it's not true every time. Mm-hmm. And you don't know until such time as you actually put your best foot forward, prepare properly, rehearse and practice, and do the things that make yourself desirable. Like right, in- right, right. Be- and the thing that's interesting is, I mean, I always talk to people about strategies, you know, just for whatever, ageism. Oh, yeah, you know, take a computer class, emphasize that. Talk about your energy level with whatever, exercise. So you can have those strategies. You can say those things, but you need to kind of believe them. And it doesn't help if you're saying negative things to yourself because it still might seep out a little bit. So there is the strategy, but there's the belief and the emotions to ground it. I know I've facilitated psychodrama for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thus, I think about the voices on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the one that's screaming, uh, you're too old, you're too this, you're... T-. Shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just stop talking so much. You're not being particularly helpful. <laughs> and could you, could you talk up a little bit, please? I'd really appreciate your input here. Uh, and helping people activate the other voice because it's not that this one's lying. It's Mm -hmm. a protective quality that keeps someone from getting hurt. I get that. But it's proactively hurting versus reactively responding, which is what this one can do for you. So, folks, if, we, if you listen to this in podcast form, the, the yelling version, the loud one is on my left shoulder, the positive <laughs> one's on my right shoulder, the loud one always yells the negative stuff, the one on the right shoulder is being a little too quiet and needs to speak up a little bit more. And thus, it, no lying here. They're both right, but one is quieter than the other. It needs to be heard more frequently. I agree. I agree. I remember when I did some research for a program of Survive and Thrive. It was for outplacement survivors. And and I think it was that the measurement is 80% of our thoughts are negative. That was the bad news. And then the good news was most of them don't come true. You know, (laughs) that's negative thought. And that's why I call them the lies we tell ourselves. Because uh, we are lying to ourselves most of the time. We do make mistakes. We do fail. It does happen. But we lie much too often. We believe the lies, which is the worst part of it. Which leads to emotions. Notice the book, folks. Emotions. The job search can bring a roller coaster of emotions. It may begin with confusion about goals or anger about a past or current job. A great fitting job lead can bring hope. And an interview can bring excitement or fear. Waiting to hear back after interviews and emails can bring frustration, you think? Over time, lack of job search success and financial concerns can bring depression or despair. There may be another lead. Then there may be another lead and another round of the roller coaster. It is so true. And 
you know, how do we stay a level? Which is, or more level. I don't know that we can ever be completely level because it is a roller coaster that people are on because they care so much. Yes, yes, yes. It's interesting. So, okay, I'll have something. I'll start with the level part and then, um, well, just a little thing I'll say is you need to feel some of those negative emotions. So, you do don't want to just gloss them over, keep them in, because that's another problem. And we can talk a little bit about that. But but the level part, I mean, I, I talk to people about coping. And um, as a matter of fact, when I'm doing these, uh, vir- I'm doing this sort of a virtual job club tour, and it's focused on resilience. And I talk about three categories of coping, emotional coping, mental coping, and physical coping. So it's really dealing with stress so that that that's part of the leveling so when something happens you've got some strategies to go to um another thing that i guess i would say that i often say toward the end when i show like a big picture of the earth you know is to kind of keep perspective you know like we are we are in the midst you are in you know the midst of intense things but 10 years from now you're going to look back at this and it's going to be a blip. It, it's not the most important thing in your life. You know, we identify so much with our jobs, but it's 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 really not the most important thing in life. It is at that moment when that rejection comes through and when you're worried about finances, but it's it's trying to put it in in perspective. And I'll say one other thing that I remember when I ran a job seeker support group, and I still remember this one person who was very quiet, very down. And when she volunteered at the library, she just transformed herself because she was giving and she felt productive. And for some reason, that just popped into my mind, not leveling, but as an example of a coping and perspective taking um, strategy. And folks, you know what you really need. I know at a deep level, you know it because you figured this out before in the workplace and in other places. And these strategies do work. They they'll work to help balance you, whether that's exercise, meditation, volunteering, giving of yourself. You know the techniques that work for you. And that really will help you be much more effective as you interview, even if you're facing frustration, you know, you'll know how to bounce back because in the workplace, you've made mistakes before, right? You've been cold on the carpet. You've done all sorts of things that have caused people to criticize you. And I know right now you're the best critic there is, right? (laughs) So figure out some of those strategies to deploy when you really need to shut up that voice on the left shoulder and help the other one get a little bit louder. Yeah, absolutely. I pulled out another one for you. Okay. okay. Folks, I've been doing this at random. This has been fun. (laughs) Rejection. This is the one I opened up to. Well, it's a common view that we have to go through many no's to get to a yes, whether job, relationship, or sales, it doesn't make it any easier. The We found someone who's a better match reply, if you're lucky enough to hear, hear back, can chip away at one's confidence and identity. 
And then opposite that on the page is a quote from Aristotle Onassis, who was Mr. Jackie Kennedy for a while after President Kennedy was assassinated. It is during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light. What was the end of my quote there? The, the, his quote? Focus uh, on it is during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light. Yes, 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 yes. So how do people get refocused in your thinking? Uh, you know, I mean, one part of it is expectations to begin with, that there are going to be rejections. As a matter of fact, I was doing a session coaching career counselors and preparing people to know numbers, the numbers game. You know, you're going how, how out of 250 applications, one person will get the job, you know, or or a good response rate is 20% or 10% is an average response rate. So you want to kind of put armor on yourself first. And then, and then the other is some self-care. And then I also encourage people to even look back at positive notes or reviews that they've had to remind themselves of their worth and their competence. And, and then also to remind themselves that they are more than their job, kind of is what we were talking about before and and support you know for resilience uh, is is significant um one of the things that I, I do remember another angle is is actually preparing for the rejection so this is like a double-edged sword because of course I want you to visualize positive and visualize you know this is your job right you know that's the thing but at the same time one you don't want to stop um your job search whenever you've got this really hot, exciting lead. And so you might even think about, well, if this time, you know, you got your third interview, you think it's it, but of course there's two or three candidates. So somebody's not going to get chosen there. So to think about what am I going to do if I don't get chosen? Now don't focus too much there. Don't like get into negative spiral, but okay. If I don't get chosen, I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to go to a movie and then I'm going to contact this networking contact. And so that would be another angle. Right. And, and folks always think in terms of motion, motion and emotion, uh, because the emotion will help you generate positive motion and the positive motion is going to feed and create good emotions for you. That's going to create even more motion. Uh, so action begets action. Uh, it helps you feel better. Um, I know I mentioned earlier meditation and exercise and whatever it is that moves you forward. And remember, you just need one, that one firm that drops down on one knee and proposes to you. So just keep going because, you know, wallowing, you know, lying in the wallow, feeling the misery isn't particularly helpful, is it? You know, it's not, and I do want to say one thing about that negative emotions, that it, the importance of it, because it can seep out, even if you're not thinking about it. You might think you're putting your best face forward, but it might be why someone's not responding to you for networking. And then one story that I just want to share related to an employer, I was coming out of a job fair where I was speaking. And I saw an employer I knew, and she asked what I'm up to. I told her about the book, and she said, oh, people really need this. She said, at the job fair, I had someone come up to me and say, you know, I, I applied online three times, and I haven't heard back from anyone, you know, and just that negative, that's, that was even 
more direct than negative seeping out. But if you've got this negativity, it's going to impact your search and you might not even know you have it. So you want to just be very aware and take care of yourself. Yeah, you don't want to ever present yourself like you're carrying a burden on your back. Your shoulders become rounded. Your voice starts to have less animation to it. It's a turnoff to people. You know, think of it from the hiring manager's perspective. She or he's in a situation where everyone kind of sounds the same after a while. They all look nice. They present well. And, you know, if you're the one who sounds like Eeyore, or if you don't know, have that frame of reference from Winnie the Pooh, if you sound like the depressed individual all the time, carrying the burdens of the previous failures and making them visible, who wants to hire that? <laughs> who wants that around them? They just want to have someone who they can relate to. And no one relates to depression all that well. True, true. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> kindness oh, yes yeah. yeah. i'm doing this at random i'm going to start okay with I, i'm like oh this is fun yeah. yeah so i'm going to start with the quote that's opposite the text there are three ways to ultimate success the first way is to be kind the second way is to be kind and the third way is to be kind and that's from Fred Rogers. You know, Mr. Rogers, folks? Yeah, he's from Pittsburgh. I don't know if you know that, so I, like, adore him. He's a sweet man. Or was it? Is he still I, He was. He was. was. I read I thought there was a was. He's great, yeah. Kindness softens our edges. Although we may feel most in need of kindness during the job search, we uh, are well-served to extend it. I'm just going to read one more paragraph. Sometimes we can feel we are being treated unkindly in the job search. We may not be, we, we may be not hearing back in a timely way after an interview or from a networking lead. People have busy schedules and competing needs. Give them the benefit of the doubt and you'll likely feel better. The alternative may be bitterness, which will not help in the search. Right, right. It's just your mindset, your mindset being forgiving and kind and, um, you know, just to, to do whatever you can to be positive. And, and I don't mean force yourself to be positive. I mean, soften yourself. Um, try not to be angry when things don't go your way, because you don't know that recruiter may have had a death in their family. We all get so much email. I say to even my clients when they're say, do, should I follow up? I'm like, yeah, follow up. Have you ever missed an email? I've missed an email, you know? So give people the benefit of the doubt and being kind, not only to the people in your search, but when you're kind in general, say hello to people, be nice to the clerk, you're going to get some positive energy back. So I mean, it's sort of interesting because obviously why don't, we don't think of kindness when we think of a job search strategy book. You know, of course, it's the A to Z. So kindness is one I chose. But the idea of, yeah, this is about positive things too. Hope, resilience, gratitude. It affects our perspective. If we look, you know, try to exercise the positive muscle in addition to coping with the negative things. And it begs the question, uh, and I'm going to 
steer you toward speaking to men here because I know men feel women obviously feel the burdens but many of them have better coping mechanisms than the men who've been who've been trained to shut down their emotions and be blank um, and it doesn't work and I'm curious how you suggest people soften and open up and become um take more of the risk of opening up mm -hmm. so that people mm -hmm. can connect with them or attach to them. Come on, you've been in enough of these groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So I guess I want to start earlier related to one of the things you said about men may have a harder time, you know, even expressing, let alone softening. So I do want to make the point, and I did earlier, but especially men, you do need to feel or in some fashion work through the emotions. I don't mean you have to cry. I don't mean, you know, it has to be like that. But to experience it, the only way forward is through. So it might be running. It might be a home improvement project. It might be punching a pillow. You need to focus and get the, any anger or uh, sadness or regret or uh, feel like you're treated unfairly out because that's the path to the future. So that's one of the things I guess I wanted to say since you brought you know that up. And then in terms of in those moments, you know, I think I think it would be to try to put yourself in the other person's shoes to to be like, well, I think they should be better uh, or should be over this or they're just whining or I don't know whatever. They should have replied to me and just be like, well, I don't know really what they're going through. Let me give them the benefit of the doubt. So it really kind of comes down to trying not to be judgmental to, you know, to um, here, here's another, oh, I forget who it was. It might've been Wayne Dyer, that it's better to be, have peace than be right. You know, so uh, the whole idea of, um, uh, just the peace is for you, you know, too, because it's it's never peaceful when we are um, in turmoil. Somebody having turmoil, yes. And, and I know for a lot of men, they repress the turmoil. You use the example of punching a pillow. Uh, I know from having facilitated as much psychodrama as I have. Behind the anger is a lot of sadness. A lot behind the sadness is a lot of anger. Um, and thus, getting to that place, wherever it is for you, even if you're feeling ashamed of your circumstances, will serve you to release some of this stuff so you can be the best you. Yes, and fear would be another thing that's often behind all of these things. Fear of, um, will will there be money for my family? You're, you're saying ashamed. And and ashamed. Shame. I, I want to share something related to shame since you brought it up because it was really interesting. I was talking to my um, cohort of uh, career counselors, private practice folks, and 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 they were talking about issues their clients were feeling. And one was shame because, like at this point in time, it's a pretty good job market, and people are like, "Well, but oh my gosh, if I don't have a job, I feel really embarrassed." But the reality is, it's it's different for everybody depending on your industry, depending on your age, uh, depending on your um, 
selection. You're you're looking for what it is that, that you really want. And so that would be another just I don't know, I just kind of came up with that because it reminded me of what you were saying when you said the word shame, that uh, it's important to just accept yourself as well as accept other people. Be gentle, you know, with yourself and other people. Uh, and, and also another thing to say, you be gentle with these other people. What would motivate you? Be gentle with these other people as you would want them to be gentle with you. Oh, I can't do that. Like I can't do that at all. You know, they should, it's me. I need me. They need to pay attention to me. And it doesn't work that way, folks. You're supposed to pay attention to them and help them solve their problem. Um, and they're confused. They don't know quite what to do. They're looking for some way of figuring that out. And sometimes they use eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Sometimes they're told what to do and it has nothing to do with you. So what you can always do is be your best you. Because that's the one... They'll want to get to know you better if you're your best you. Uh, without that, you're just like everyone else. And who wants that? <laughs> they right. don't have to choose that. And if that best you is not for that employer, it will hopefully be for another employer because you want to match, they want to match. That's what you're looking at. One more. Ready? Okay, sure. The quote is from Deepak, Deepak Chopra. Each of us is a unique strand in the intricate web of life and here to make a contribution. And the text reads, a job search is a time to reflect on what makes you unique. Reflection can help. Uh, the rest isn't necessary. That's that's the golden sentence. It's what we just talked about, actually. It's kind of interesting because I know I end that by saying, if this person doesn't want you, your quirkiness or whatever, someone else will. So you want to to know yourself and also to make a good choice for yourself. I'm obviously into the career goal, look at yourself, et cetera. And, um, and what you're saying, be your best self and, and be you, be authentic. Right. And, you know, it's a fun book, folks. Uh, I'll just simply say, I pull things as random strands here and they flow beautifully into the interview. Uh, again, Karen's book is Help Wanted, an A to Z guide to cope with the ups and downs of the job search. It is a Best Books Awards finalist from AmericanBookFest.com. Karen, how can people find out more about you, the book, everything? Sure. I, I would just say the best thing is going to my website, which is Karen'sCareerCoaching.com. So you can read about the book, get a link. You can see it on Amazon, you know, ordered anywhere. Uh, signed copy through my site. And actually, Amazon, just to give a feel for the book, you and you read things, which is great. You, you know, there's some sample pages on the author's page there. And it's really, you wouldn't even read it A to Z. You, you can just like open it like you did, like, or look at the table contents, like, oh, I feel fear today. Open it. Super short, motivational. Uh, and karenscareercoaching.com is, is where it is. And I also say if anyone you know, wants me to do a free program for job clubs or wants me to donate uh, a book to the library. I'm happy to. I want to get the word out on this very underrepresented topic about emotions and the job search. And I so appreciate you, Jeff, and being interested in this and inviting me to your podcast. It's really an honor to be here. 
Thank you, Karen. I appreciate the kind words. And folks, we'll be back soon with more. I'm Jeff Altman, The Big Game Hunter. Visit my website, thebiggamehunter.us. There's a ton in the blog that'll help you. Plus, you can schedule time for a free discovery call, a coaching session. Find out about my courses that you can rent or buy, my books and guides. There's just a lot there in the way of resources to help you with your search and much more, I have to say. Also, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. Have a terrific day. And most importantly, be great.